A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Today, we want to provide an update on a topic that I know many parents and grandparents are focused on. The potential for the first COVID-19 vaccines for kids under five. We have waited a long time for this moment. My name is Dr. Ashish Jha and I am the White House COVID-19 Response Coordinator. I have some really exciting news. The FDA and the CDC just authorized vaccines for kids under five. These vaccines are incredibly safe. They work to prevent serious illness. That's why I have gotten all three of my children vaccinated. And now if you're a parent of a kid under five, it's a great time to go out and get your child protected. Get them vaccinated. Meanwhile, there are more allergic reactions to the COVID vaccines than first expected. Headaches, nausea, hallucinations, and yes, even death. I've lost count of the injuries. Things like urinating clots of blood, paresthesias, gastroparesis, altered mental status, respiratory arrest, cardiac arrest, new onset diabetes. I have patients who can't walk anymore. I've just never seen anything like this in all my years of practicing medicine. Well, these people are creating a whole uh, a conspiracy theory and they are trying to basically to benefit and profit from this fear of the people. And this is who are the criminals. Those that they don't get the vaccine, they are people that are afraid. The people that are circulating all this misinformation, they are criminals. Well, hello, hello, hello there, Dot Connectors, and welcome to another episode of Connect Those Dots, a humble little podcast where we dive deep into the current goings on that are in our lives, in our society, in our world, all around us, going on all at once. And when we do take those deeper dives, we realize just how deep the waters are. And that only happens when you realize that they're all connected. They're all in synergy with one another. It's all one big picture. And the more dots you connect, the more dots you will inevitably connect. So it just keeps going. The number just keeps multiplying. The picture just keeps growing bigger. Once you think you have it all figured out, once you think you've created the picture and the constellation, you realize something else connects to something else and the picture continues to grow and you see a new picture developing. That, that big picture that you thought you just connected in your mind ends up being smaller than the grander scheme of it all. That's deep, bro. That's deep. But when we're talking about the whole constellation, and I mean 
the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the future predictions, quote unquote, that the world shifters, world, the world hedge fund managers. When you look at their projections, when you look at their fantasies, when you look at their blueprint for the 2030 agenda. This afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will sign will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda. That's the biggest picture of it all. And that picture cannot be complete without probably one of the most critical initiatives that the Great Reset needs to really implement and execute properly so that they can get to their end game goals. It's the V word, of course. Vaccine. 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 Vaccination. Vaccines. Get vaccinated. To be honest, I even hesitate to call it the, the V word. I even hesitate to say the word. I personally just call it an injection because at the root of it, that's what it is. It's an injection. You can call anything you want a vaccine. What if they called some hot liquid heroin in a syringe? What if they called that a vaccine? What if they called some liquid cyanide in a syringe a vaccine? They can call anything they want a vaccine at this point because they've blurred the line of what the word actually means. So I just call it an injection. I stick by that. Because that's at the root of it, at the baseline of what it is. It's simply just an injection that they're telling you to take and absorb into your bloodstream. You don't know what it is. Just like that lady that was uh, in New York, that the, the infusion lady. Back when Andrew Cuomo was still the governor of New York. Remember that? That seems like ancient history at this point. But she sits up there at the podium and she's, I'm not asking what's in the infusion. I'm not looking up the ingredients in the infusion. I'm not asking who's profiting from the infusion. I'm sticking out my arm and I'm taking all of that infusion, baby. Remember that lady? I'm not asking what's in the, in the, in the infusion. I'm not looking up all of the ingredients in the infusion. <laughs> I am sticking out my arm, and I am taking the infusion. So that's really the mindset that they want you to have. Where you don't care to know what you're putting into your body. As long as you're told it is a certain way by an authoritative figure, a figure that you perceive as authoritative, whether it's your boss at work, whether it's uh, your doctor, whether it's uh, a parent or, or, or an aunt or an uncle, as long as you're told that it's good for you, then you'll take it. And then on top of it, if you still don't take it, then you'll be incentivized. Oh, you can't get into this restaurant if you don't have it. You can't come to this concert if you don't have it. You can't work for this company because you don't have it. And we can sit here and talk about 
what the Bible says and the parallels and the dots connected there, but just take it into account what is going on in your current day. If I told you in 2019 that an injection would come out and it would be tied to a barcode, passport, digital QR code, and you couldn't move around freely unless you have it, and you couldn't work for certain companies unless you have it, and you'd be excoriated out of certain circles unless you have it. If I told you this in 2019, before you even heard the word COVID, you'd think I'm crazy, you'd walk away, and I'd do the same exact thing. If I heard somebody say that to me, in 2019, that in 2022, this is the world that you're going to be living in, a fake America where you can't move freely, you can't pursue happiness, you have no liberty unless you take some injection that you're told to take 24-7 on every channel, on every social media, from every blue check mark, from every expert, from every doctor, and you can't have any say otherwise, and you can't have any lane of inquiry, any questioning, any criticism, any informed discussion, you're shot down immediately. So if I told you in 2019 that- What if I told you? Yo, three years from now, this is gonna be the situation, yeah, you wouldn't believe me because it sounds so far-fetched. It sounds like a bad 80s dystopia movie. You will find out why Soylent Green means life. You will find out why Soylent Green means death. It sounds like a novel you read, like 1984 or Brave New World or other books made way before conventional contemporary novels. Can I get an amen? amen? You'd never believe it because it's so out there. You'd never think it could happen in your world. But here you are in 2022, and this is your world where they want you to get injected as many times as they say so because it ain't gonna just stop at one booster, two boosters. I've played you the clips already where they say they wanna give you annual shots. But also something that uh, can protect for at least a year. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet because they don't wanna like uh, rile everyone up. So we can tread that old ground all the time. We can talk about how Fauci and his buddies were sitting up there in early 2019, before you even heard the word COVID, and they're talking about an entity of excitement to get people to get vaccines. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. Bruh. And omni-vaccines that cure anything and they have experimental tech in them and we, we have to shake up the system. Why don't we blow the system up? 
I mean, obviously we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. Bruh. And then Fauci's like, yeah, after you experiment on a, you know, enough people, enough adults, then you're going to want to give it to six-month-old kids to see how they react to it. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both. When you do get a universal flu vaccine, you're going to want to give it to six-month-old kids. Bruh. So that's what they were saying before you even heard the word COVID. Think about that. Think about that and now where you are right now. Because where you are right now is the point where they are indeed giving it to six-month-old kids. Right here, the FDA unanimously votes on approving the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for infants as old as six months. Today, we want to provide an update on a topic that I know many parents and grandparents are focused on. The potential for the first COVID-19 vaccines for kids under five. We have waited a long time for this moment. Six month old kids. Isn't it funny how uh, everything they tell you, it's going to happen. Just like Fauci was telling you, uh, there will be a surprise pandemic. Yeah, it is going to be a surprise pandemic. And then all of a sudden there was a surprise pandemic. There is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena. There will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease. And we have certainly a large burden of that. But also there will be a surprise outbreak. But also there will be a surprise outbreak. But also there will be a surprise outbreak. And how these jerks are sitting up there on stage with Fauci and they're saying we need an entity of excitement. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, panic, panic, panic. We got an entity of excitement. We're blowing up the system so everybody can take this injection. Everybody's prompted to take this injection. We're going to spray it all over the place with literal marketing people, with celebrity endorsements to give you this injection. I mean, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We sit here and listen to these people. <laughs> but um, we got another freak here, Rochelle Walensky. She is the head of the CDC. And she's going to tell you how excited she is about injecting your children with mRNA experimental gene therapy technology. I know many parents with very young children have been anticipating this day. Who? Who are these people? Who are these people? I know many parents out there who have been anticipating to inject their children. She just says that to, like, gaslight you. You know, these people are trained in certain in language tactics, but let's go on. Let's continue to hear it. We now know based on rigorous scientific review that the vaccines available here in the United States can be used safely and effectively in children under five. 
safely and effectively for what? Everybody still gets COVID. And we'll talk about just how safe it is. It might be effective. It's certainly effective if, if you uh, look at it in a certain way. But safe? We'll uh, hold you to that, Rochelle Walensky, head of the CDC. Vaccinating young children is a critical opportunity to protect them against hospitalization and death from COVID-19. Hospitalization and death from COVID-19. So she, she says, notice how she says it won't protect you from getting COVID-19. Prevent you from going to the hospital and dying from COVID. Well, most of the people who die from COVID take Dr. Fauci's patented remdesivir and they get forcibly intubated on a ventilator. And then they say that they died of COVID, mate. COVID. They don't say died of remdesivir. They don't say died of forced intubation, but it'll save you from hospitalization, from COVID-19. You don't need to be saved from COVID-19. You're fine. When's the last time you got the flu? Exactly. Everybody gets COVID-19 now. When's the last time you got a cold? Everybody gets COVID-19 now. Nobody gets colds or the flu anymore. Everybody just gets COVID. Oh, I got COVID. I got COVID. I got COVID. I took a test. It told me I got COVID. I took three vaccines. It told me I got COVID. I took five vaccines. It told me I got COVID. I took remdesivir and I died. But let's continue with the fake excitement, the gaslighting, the talking down, the patronizing. This is Rochelle Walensky. She's a joke. She's a Muppet. She's a puppet. She's a clown. Anybody that listens to her and thinks she knows what she's talking about and thinks she has your best interest in mind, you wouldn't trust her about anything. Parents, I strongly encourage you to get your children vaccinated. Well, there it is. There's her advice. She strongly encourages you. Rochelle Walensky. Wants your kid to have an mRNA nanotech gene therapy application injected into your kids. Genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. So a, a little context here. The Moderna vaccine that she is recommending to give to your children that the FDA unanimously approved, the Moderna vaccine is banned, banned, not just not available, banned. So meaning that it was once available in these countries and it is no more. It is banned in Germany, France, Denmark, Norway, and Finland. And she wants you to give it to your kid. You know where else it's banned? You know where else mRNA technology is banned? In China. China. Right? Remember when I played you that clip a few episodes ago? The Moderna CEO saying that we've been throwing out millions and millions of doses because nobody wants them anymore. And China does not want mRNA for their people. So they're not even a customer. Remember when he said that? I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them. Uh, we have a big demand problem. We right now have uh, governments, we try to contact, not only Seth, who is doing great work with his team trying to get demand into the countries, but also we contacted through the Washingtons in, the embassies in Washington, every country, and nobody wants to take them. And so the challenge we have now is, it's a very different situation than we had two years ago. The problem we had two years ago is there was no mRNA capacity in the world, zero. 
The situation is very different today. Modern has $3 billion of annual capacity. Pfizer has $4 billion doses at $7 billion. And the Chinese don't want the vaccines of mRNA. So if you just take the, just the Chinese population out, you have more than a dose per person. And as we just discussed, the issue in many countries is people don't want vaccines. So for whatever reason, China doesn't want their people taking mRNA Country after country after country has banned the Moderna injection. Meanwhile, Pfizer, who we all know about the Pfizer CEO, Albert Borler, Controculo. It is a basically biological chip, but it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal, but you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance. Fun fact is that the only injection you can get in Israel is Pfizer, but that's just a fun fact for you. Check out the big brain on bread. But going back to it, mRNA in general is not given to the Chinese people. And the United States of America wants to lead the charge in giving it to infant children. That don't make no sense. But why is that? What is that? What is the reason behind that? Because it's safe and effective? No, it's not. Because kids are dying from COVID? No, they're not. It's because the United States is a joke. It's under a controlled collapse with Joe Biden as the fake puppet president, and Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum have the United States as target number one for destruction. And you see it in everything that goes on in the United States, whether it's the perversion of the youth, whether it's the wide open border, whether it's the collapse of the supply chain, the ending of drilling, domestic oil, the skyrocketing of crime, the increase in poverty, the unemployment, joblessness, more people living on government assistance than ever before in this country. Like, we're already in a recession. So there's a recession. All of these contributing factors all falling upon the United States, the constant division. So we're all divided. And that's why... America was target numero uno for the Great Reset because you cannot have a world government if you have countries like America that were founded on freedom and liberty and free thought and individual rights and right to defend yourself and right to speak your mind. You can't have those ideals exist if you're trying to establish a one world governing system, governing body. A new world order. But the way you can really create a foundation for a one world governing body is through a global quote-unquote crisis, global problem, global necessary objective that all countries have to adhere to for the, quote, greater good, for a global threat. And that's why Klaus Schwab writes COVID-19, the Great Reset. That's why all of the older globalist types like Henry Kissinger 
and like David Rockefeller. That's why the that's why the lockstep document made by the Rockefeller Foundation is written years and years and years ago, talking about consolidating the world into a single world government under the threat of a pandemic. That's why they have these event 201s. That's why Biden, just like Bill Gates has been telling you all year, ever since the COVID happened, Bill Gates couldn't even keep it in his pants, you know? He's just like, yeah, there's going to be another one. Yeah, you think this one's bad? I'm going to show you another one. We're not going to be prepared for it. It's going to be way worse and it might be smallpox. Who knows? You say, okay, what if a bioterrorist brought smallpox to 10 airports? You know, how would the world respond to that? There's NAFTA really caused epidemics and bioterrorism caused epidemics that could even be way worse than what we experience today. You know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. Now even Joe Biden is getting in on it. He's just spilling the beans. Yeah, we're going to have another pandemic, Jack. You better believe it. So get those vaccines for kids. We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. So, yes, obviously they're planning another pandemic. We, we all know that. The first one was so successful. Why wouldn't they go for a sequel? But... Back to the injection and what's actually in the injection and what it's actually doing to people when they take the injection. Let's hear a contrary opinion to that of Rochelle Walensky of the CDC, who's funded by the World Health Organization, who also funds Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. Let's hear a contrary opinion, shall we? Here is Steve Kirsch, who is a tech billionaire and a guy that when the COVID first came out and the hysteria first dropped for the COVID, he was hook, line, and sinker. He thought the vaccines were good. He thought everybody was a conspiracy theorist. Then he actually looked into the information and he actually saw the data and the data that he's going to share with you right now, it made him have the realization. So let's listen to what Steve Kirsch is going to tell you about mRNA injections and what they're actually doing to people. Now, we all know in the Pfizer trial that was published in the medical literature that more people died who got the vaccine than who got um, than who got the placebo. In other words, the vaccine killed more people than the placebo did. Now, it's not supposed to work that way for a vaccine, right? Vaccines are supposed to save lives. But in fact, in the clinical trial, more people died who got the drug than who didn't get the drug. And the reason is because that the clinical trial showed that you could save one life for every 22,000 people who got the drug from COVID. However, more people died who got the drug because they died from different reasons. They died from the vaccine. But see, everybody is focused on how many lives we can save from COVID. And they're not focused on how many deaths were caused by the vaccine. So I did a calculation. Well, it turns out that when you save one person for every 22,000 people you inject, it means we could have saved, that the vaccines have saved 10,000 lives over the course of a year. 
10,000 lives. Now, 3 million people die every year. You just saved 10,000 lives. Congratulations. That's rounding error. We turned this country upside down to save just 10,000 lives. But we actually didn't save 10,000 lives. Because when you look at the VAERS numbers, and you look at it 12 different ways that didn't even use VAERS, you come up with at least 150,000 people who have been killed by the vaccine. There's no other explanation. So you killed 150,000 in order to maybe save 10,000 lives. And that's if the, the, the actual variant matched the vaccine, which it doesn't. So in other words, and for kids, by the way, the, the risk benefit is even worse. It's a, we kill 117 kids to save one life. I mean, bravo. Like, that was just epic. That's why I didn't interrupt, because he just straight up tells you, oh, we saved all these lives. Um, you didn't save anybody's lives. Those are just the people that actually are still alive after they took your injection. You didn't account for all the other ones that died who took your injection. And then if you look at the VAERS database, which is an actual real government database where people report that. See, I'm even, it's tough for me to even, I was about to call it injection. Vaccine adverse reactions this COVID, quote, vaccine that's actually an injection skyrockets the adverse reactions. It has the most adverse reactions of any vaccine ever created, ever distributed in America. And those are only the ones that get reported. Those are only the ones that get called deaths due to the injection. What about all the things that they're calling sudden adult death syndrome? Yeah, look that up. Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, S-A-D-S, SADS. Bruh. It's so silly. They call it Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, and they say, oh, he died suddenly. He had Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. I'm not even kidding you. So all these people drop in, all these NFL players, these, N these NBA players, these celebrities, people just dropping dead all suddenly. But no, 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 it's, it's Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. So it's okay. It's okay. We... we they, he, they died suddenly. What about what about the kids now? What about the kids when they start taking this injection? What, they're going to have sudden child death syndrome? What about when the six-month-old kids start taking it? They're going to have a sudden infant death syndrome? You're going to call it SIDS? S-I-D-S? I mean, seriously, though, like, this is silly. This is far-fetched. This is out there, man. This is some really out there creepazoid stuff that we're dealing with. I hope we all understand the magnitude of this. Remember, remember yourself in 2019 before you ever heard the word COVID. Remember that self and compare it to yourself now. We got them telling you they want to give you annual injections. We got them telling you they're throwing it out because nobody wants mRNA. We got them telling you it's safe and effective for your kids. We got the, but then you see the data and you see all the deaths and you see all the adverse reactions associated with it. They say you need this for your job, but you don't want to take it. So you lose your job. And this is the world that you're in. Another world. Another time. The medical, pharmaceutical, lockstep, 
Great Reset, medical, one world government takeover, and their mouthpieces are everywhere. It's not just politicians like Joe Biden. It's not just freaks like Rachel Walensky. It's not just people like Tedros. It's not just people like Yuval Noah Harari. It's not just people like Klaus Schwab. It's all these celebrities. It's all these late night hosts. It's all these people that call themselves entertainers when they have literally been reduced to nothing more than vaccine salesmen, injection salesmen, drug dealers, drug dealers straight up on the TV. They don't even have to give you a disclaimer. Stephen Colbert runs out there and he just starts doing a dance number with people dressed up like syringes. Vaccine. And Jimmy Kimmel just sits out there and says, uh, yeah, people who don't get injected shouldn't have medical care. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... That's... And James Corden goes up there and sings with Ariana Grande about you should take the vaccine and hug your grandma. Anthony Fauci. Once you got the vaccine. Hug your family. And you got Jimmy Fallon, who he he must be getting something from Pfizer or something. There's got to be some sort of kickbacks. He must be getting a raise in some sort of way because... He's just a he's just a traveling vaccine salesman right now. Remember when he he did the uh, get in line for a booster with Megan the Stallion and Ariana Grande again? Yeah, Ariana Grande all over this vaccine stuff as well, doing stuff with James Corden, doing stuff with this is how the advertisers and the marketing managed people that run the PR for these and for this COVID stuff. It's literally a PR campaign. So when you get all the late night hosts, you get all the celebrities, you get the pop stars saying all the same things and saying the same things as the politicians so you can consolidate ideas, so you can meld all of the perceptions together into one and think that anything that deviates from what the pop star says, anything that deviates from what the politician says, anything that deviates from what my favorite quote entertainer says is automatically wrong because they all, they're all they all saying the same things. And Jimmy Fallon embodies that notion. We'll be alive for a here he is on his show rejoicing about how your kid's gonna get an mRNA experimental nanotech. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, here's some good news. The Biden administration has finally announced a vaccine rollout plan for children under five, and they've ordered 10 million doses. That's great. Did you hear that delay? Did you hear the crickets? Did you hear the crickets clicking in the background? The Biden administration, the trustworthy and professional and not a complete joke at all on the world stage Biden administration has approved vaccines for kids clap everybody clap it's a good thing it's a good thing come on here right now kids are like oh my gosh we could finally meet up for drinks bro you think kids haven't been hanging out together dude 
most of the people that I know, Jimmy Fallon, they're not injected with your precious elixir, okay? Your precious Bill Gates elixir, your precious mRNA liquid mystery concoction. And we get out for drinks, we hang out, we live our lives exactly the same way we did and have always done. But there, he's just just feeding into it, just feeding you. Oh, you couldn't go anywhere. Can you imagine the writers that have to sit here and try to make funny jokes out of shilling for the big pharmaceutical companies? This is what they're reduced to now. Yep, as we speak, everyone in the lollipop industry is like, we're buying a yacht, here we go! You get a lollipop, you get one. Yeah, and everybody in the funeral industry and moratory industry and casket industry, yeah, they're they're all rejoicing too because they're gonna get a lot more business. Yeah, I, I, I can't even play the rest of it. Let me just, let me just, here, I'll play the rest of it. It's very exciting to hear a four-year-old scream, Facebook told me Bill Gates controls the vaccines. You go, okay, shit. <laughs> and then ha, 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 making fun about Bill Gates, making fun, because because just like I told you in my Bill Gates episode, whenever a normie hears the name Bill Gates, they immediately turn their brain off and they think you're spouting nonsense because you just said the name Bill Gates, you know? It's like a weird thing with Bill Gates, you know? They take pride in like giving Bill Gates like this benefit of the doubt and not thinking that he's this guy, but they don't hear what Bill Gates says. They don't hear Bill Gates' TED Talks. They don't hear Bill Gates talking about getting the carbon closer to zero and we have to get population down. They don't know that Bill Gates is banned from countries, countries like India and Japan and countries in Africa. They don't know these things about Bill Gates. They just know him as like the super smart tech billionaire guy and anything he says, oh, he must be an expert in it because he is an expert in everything. Pandemics, food, vaccines, climate change, green energy, farming, tech, AI, mRNA, every single initiative that is pushed by the establishment, that is pushed by the Great Reset. So... I know I've been going on a lot of tangents this episode, but that was Jimmy Fallon that I just played you. And now we're going to see somebody who isn't a part of the group think that goes against the grain and he's proud to say it and he's got way more sway and he's got way more power and he's got way more cojones than anybody like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or Howard Stern, or any of those people. It's a guy named Governor Ron DeSantis, and he is the real deal, and he's gonna tell you straight up what he thinks about mRNA injections for children. Okay, questions. Yes, sir. Governor, there's obviously a lot of uh, controversy at the end of last week between your administration and the White House. What do you make of the White House saying that the state reversed on child vaccine? So the White House is lying about it. We, <laughs> surprise, not surprised the White House would lie, definitely not surprised that legacy media would amplify the lie because that's what they do. <laughs> The state of Florida, they came out with an article saying the state of Florida has not ordered, its Department of Health has not ordered mRNA jabs for the babies. Yes, we didn't. We recommend against it. We are not going to have any programs where we're trying to jab six-month-old babies with mRNA. That's just the reality. 
man, he, that's like, that's just like what you want to hear. That's what I wish every other politician would just say, man. Well, that's what I just wish we could all just sit here and say. Call it for what it is. You told us it wasn't an mRNA injection. You told us it was a conventional vaccine. Then after it came out and millions of people take it, then you sit here and brag about how it's mRNA. Take a shot every time I say mRNA. <laughs> Another. No, don't do that. I don't want you to get alcohol poisoning. I would not recommend substance use to anybody, okay? But let's go on with Ron DeSantis because th this is the type of stuff that I just love to hear. And I think what happened was they thought somehow we would we would like be be embarrassed by that. No, we're following the data. You look at these European countries; uh, they are uh, a lot of them don't even allow Moderna for under age thirty, or they recommend against it. So that was always that. We still have not ordered it. We're not going to order it. So Ron DeSantis sounds like a dot connector. He knows all the countries that have banned it. He knows all the things going on with it. He's the only politician I even hear say mRNA. Now, what they're saying is because practitioners and hospitals can order it, somehow we've reversed. I, I said from the beginning they'll be able to do that. We don't have the authority to prevent it. And quite frankly, if someone wants to make a different decision, I would just caution people, look at the actual data in the clinical trial. It is the weakest possible data that you could possibly uh, see. Very small number of people uh, what the recommendation is from them doesn't even track the outcomes. It was something that, but, but people can ask their pediatricians, they can ask their doctors, what's the evidence of, of, of protection against severe disease? There, there was none in the clinical trial. Uh, but, but that's something that people would do. But for us, Joe Latipo, our Department of Health has looked at it, there is no proven benefit to put a, a baby with an MRA. So that's why our recommendation is against it. <laughs> That's different than prohibiting the use in Florida, which we don't have the, the authority to do. And quite frankly, you know, we're, we're confident people can make their own judgments on it. And that's, that's the biggest thing of all right there is no one's telling you that you're banned from getting it. If you want to take it, go ahead. That's your right. Be my guest. Take as many as you want. You can shower in it for all I care. But just because I don't want to participate in it, just because I don't want it in my body, you're not reciprocated the same respect. As a person who doesn't want to take it, I don't judge people who do take it. I don't judge the people who continue to take it. God bless you. That's your right as a human being to make the decision to make the decision that you want to make in your life. But don't condemn me and others that share my point of view for making the decisions that I want to make with my life. Because you're still going to get COVID anyway. Your entire argument's gone. You still get COVID. Sorry, out sick. Got COVID. Luckily, I'm triple vaxxed though. It would have been so much worse. Like, you're, you're an idiot. Sorry, you're an idiot. And people like Ron DeSantis is not an idiot. This guy is on point. He's knowledgeable about the situations. He knows the facts. He recites the data. He talks about it bluntly and straight up. 
and you, you love to hear it. You just wish you would hear it more often. But I would say when you look at the trial, one of the things they did, they did not have uh, babies or very young kids who had recovered from COVID in the trial. So we don't know what this will do for people that have recovered. But in their recommendation, they are recommending giving the mRNA shot to people, young babies and kids that have already recovered from COVID. They don't have any clinical data on that. And people have looked at some of this stuff and have recognized how that, and you know what? The White House is bragging that we're the only country that is trying to do mRNA shots for infants. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with, with, with being, being the Lone Ranger if you're right. But the, com- the other countries in Europe that are going a different direction, similar to the direction Florida's gone, they have been right on COVID way more than Fauci and his crew have been throughout this whole thing. Remember, these are people in Washington that rejected the idea of natural immunity. Uh, for a year and a half, they said that the vaccine was better than prior infection. And every credible study that's been done has said that that's not the case. And so, pandemic of the unvaccinated, pandemic of the unvaccinated, pandemic of the unvaccinated. So they've been wrong time and time again. They were wrong when they criticized me for having schools open. They wanted our kids locked out of school in the state of Florida. They were wrong when they criticized me for having businesses open, beaches, all these other things. And so this is an example where they are pushing this with very, very, very scant data. But again, People can make their judgments, but but ask questions. Ask questions, he says. Ask questions. In other words, do your own research. Do your own research. Remember Brian Stelter and all the CNN circus freaks that tell you, people say do their own research. They shouldn't do their own research. They should just listen to what we say. Ron DeSantis is telling you the opposite. He's saying do your own research. He's saying ask questions. He's saying follow the money. Learn what the World Economic Forum is. Learn about who Klaus Schwab is. Learn about what Bill Gates says. Learn who the CEO of Pfizer is, Albert Borla, and what he says. And then when you learn about that, you learn about the World Economic Forum, you learn about Yuval Noah Harari. And then listen to what he says. Surveillance under the skin. And then connect it to what you've already heard Klaus Schwab and Albert Borla and Bill Gates say. It changes you if you take a genetic editing. The first things that I'm hopeful to see it is other vaccines other than COVID. A flu vaccine with mRNA, a single vaccine with mRNA. Pandemic 2. That's how knowledge is gained. That's how dots are connected. That's how the constellation gets filled in. By what Ron DeSantis just said right there, ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to learn these things. It's okay if you don't know these things. And that's the problem is when you talk to people that don't know about these things and you try to inform them on it, they take it as a personal attack. I've been in multiple conversations with people who have taken the injection and it can go one of two ways. Either we can have an informed discussion and they can be open to critical thought and everything like that, or they'll take it as a personal attack. Like, oh, you think you're smarter than me because you know who Klaus Schwab is? Oh, you think you're smarter than me because you know what the World Economic Forum is and I don't, I've never heard of it. Oh, you think you're smarter than me because... You can quote Yuval Noah Harari. You think you're smarter than me because you know who the CEO of Pfizer is. Oh, I took the Pfizer vaccine and I have no idea who the CEO is. I have no idea what he stands for. I have no idea uh, 
all of his initiatives, I have no idea, his goals, and uh, all of the deeper things that he's connected to. But some people take that as you're insulting their intelligence. And how does anybody learn anything? They learn it through not knowing about it and then finding out about it. So I'm not talking down to you. I'm not trying to make you feel lesser than if I'm trying to inform you about these situations. It's no need to get personally attacked. I'm trying to spread this knowledge to you. I'm trying to get you informed about the true goings on. And then you can make your own opinion afterwards. It's not to say you can't have an opinion, but you're entitled to at least having the knowledge. And if you resist it, then, you know, that's on you. I've done all I could. I tried to talk to you about something. And you had a reaction to it, and that's something I can't control. But you owe it to yourself to be inquisitive. You owe it to yourself to ask questions, as Governor Ron DeSantis recommends. Now, let's finish up with Governor Ron right here, governor of Florida. Man, I love Florida. And the fact of the matter is, I think what this whole uh, year and a half has shown us is these regulatory agencies in the federal government have basically become... Uh, subsidiaries of the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, They are not independent regulators. Uh, They basically are there to rubber stamp uh, what Pfizer wants to do. So, Oof. Oof. The Albert Borla sitting there like, how dare he say that about me? I care about people's lives. This is conspiracy theory about me. Ron DeSantis is true murderer. He is trying to profit off conspiracy theory. Criminal. But everything he says right here is just so important. It's so on point. It's so, like, just dead on target from the side effects to the adverse reactions to the people who profit off of it. Ron DeSantis just saying all the right things. People can people can make their judgments on it, but we have not ordered any uh, for the Department of Health. There's been absolutely zero change in our recommendations. And the recommendations, remember, we were the first state to recommend against 6 to 11-year-olds. Wow. We never had any state programs for any of that. There have been some practitioners that have ordered it, and some have gotten it. Most, most parents are not giving it uh, for, the, for the kids with the MNRA, but some, some did, and I think it's the same thing. So this is a continuation uh, of our policy that we've had in place really since the spring. And boom. Drop the mic, drop the bomb. Ron DeSantis just saying the best thing that you could possibly hear. Now all I need to now all I need is for him to go up there and say, uh, yeah, Joe Biden is captured and he's a puppet of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. Here's the video. <laughs> a man can dream, right? You know, that's wishful thinking, but hey, we're not far off. See him just going up there and having the confidence and having the forthrightness and just telling people to ask questions is a huge win against the Great Reset agenda. Because he's not up there telling you what choices to make. He's just telling you, hey, here's a suggestion You might want to be informed about the life decisions that you make. You're entitled to make any life decision that you want to, but don't you owe it to yourself to know a little bit about it before you make the decision? And they'll sit up there and they'll call him a conspiracy theorist. They'll call him a science denier. 
They'll call him a conspiracy theorist. But we all know that it ain't a theory. It's an actual conspiracy. Because just like me and my wife conspired to go out to dinner last night, to go to a restaurant, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and Noah Harari and Albert Borla, they're conspiring to kill your ass. Right, he said. A mistake in your DNA. Hackable animals. Down to zero. But people like Ron DeSantis, they give me hope, you know? People like all of the you know, radio show hosts out there and podcast hosts, real investigative journalist organizations out there, real reporters that go on the street with these freaks, real people that care and want to inform the public and want to have a, a society that's knowledgeable and want to have a society that's strong. And with knowledge comes strength. So these are the people that give me hope. And especially people who were once blind, people like myself, people who were once blind, people who were once hypnotized, but now have eyes and have snapped out of the hypnosis and are taking it upon themselves to inform others. And one of those people is the inventor of the mRNA. The guy whose name is on the patent of mRNA technology, Robert Malone. He created it, he took the vaccine, he had a bad reaction to it, and now he realizes, because when he was working on the mRNA, yeah, it was, a, it was theoretical to change DNA and edit genes on a cellular level, but now he sees where they've taken his technology because he's not in charge of the mRNA initiative now. He created it and now they're using his invention to go in a certain direction. And here is Robert Malone and he's going to tell you about what mRNA and the capabilities of it have the potential of being. So peace out and God bless. And, uh, Connect some dots here with Dr. Robert Malone. Connect them to the stuff that you've heard from Albert Borla, to the stuff that you've heard from Noah Harari, to the stuff that you've heard about Klaus Schwab talking about gene editing, to the stuff that you've heard about the injections lowering sperm counts and causing infertility. Down to zero. Let Dr. Robert Malone connect some more dots for you right now. Peace out and God bless. There's a report from a joint report from the government of the UK and Germany about transhumanism. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you know, this is one of the agendas of the World Economic Forum. That's yeah. not hidden. It's not a conspiracy. Transhumanism. And, and they talk about the RNA vaccines as an entry point, uh, oh, kind of opening that space uh, ethically and otherwise. So that's part of the push for why these particular products is it relates to that transhumanism agenda. And the, explain the, for anybody who doesn't know transhumanism, explain it, break it down. So transhumanism is the belief is, is the technology suite, I think is the best way to put it mm -hmm. around the idea of both mechanical and biological modification of humans for improved longevity and performance, I think in general. 
do I have it right to say we are now messing with things that Mangala and others were trying to mess with? They just didn't have the technology and they may have been quacks. But this, we're trying now to do the same thing with technology that may actually make it work. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a little, as somebody who's a 30-year veteran of the gene therapy business, I'm a little skeptical about the making it work part. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's a good news. Good. Um, but, uh, you know, mechanical augmentation for sure, uh, it, we can look forward to that. And we can look forward to the uh, robotic products that have been developed with uh, DARPA. So I don't have a problem if you're talking about prosthetic arms and legs and things like that. Or uh, No, we're talking about um, battle suits in the way that we've seen play out in, in science fiction with augmented wow. performance and embedded in, in all kinds of embedded transducers for, uh, you know, instead of this, it's, yeah. it's part of us, right? And, and augmentation in, in cogn- brain performance and Scary. all kinds of things. Yeah. So that, that is where the world, it, it's no clear question. World Economic Forum is all in on this. That's you can. The lovely thing about the World Economic Forum is they don't hide their stuff. Yeah, they just say it. I know, right? And then they leave the paper trail that shows they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, terrifying. So, 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 so.